podcast where we explore technology and how it is used for education. I'm your host, John Lazar, and today we're joined by Laura Horak of the Startup. Hi, everyone. Class. So how are you doing? I'm good. I'm All excited right, so, to chat. Perfect. Hit me. What you got? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, for the uninitiated, what is the Startup Bus? Okay, so the Startup Bus is equal parts hackathon, road trip, and a global community. It's an annual competition that's designed to empower the tech community. So what we do is we challenge top-tier talent um, to hop on a bus and conceive, build, and launch a startup in 72 hours while they are on a bus on the road with a bunch of strangers. <laughs> to back it up a little bit, for those who are uninitiated and didn't hear the episode with John Gottfried of Major League Hacking, what's a hackathon? So a hackathon um, is an innovation competition, essentially, where you solve problems in a short period of time, usually a weekend or two to three days. And the startup bus is... You know, three days. What technologies do they use on the hackathons on these buses? What technologies? So we did themed buses for the first time this year. Um, so we had IoT and a maker bus. Um, and our kind of partners this year have been, uh, we had Cisco Technologies. We were using uh, Cisco Spark and Tropo, which is a Twilio adjacent platform. We had Uber developers lending us their APIs. Um, and we had a variety, you know, Paybook and BBVA and a variety of other fintech platforms giving us some sexy tools to play around with. Um, but pretty much uh, this was the first year that we did themes and people were building off of software and hardware. Um, and they were open to using whatever technologies as well as whatever our partners had provided. Cool. What kind of projects did they come up with? What kind of projects? Well, let me give you a little bit of a backstory quickly before we start going into the exact projects, just so that you guys are aware. Some of this hardware was made on a bus as it was speeding down the road at 60 miles an hour, um, while there were six different buses that all converged over in Boulder. So some of the stuff that came out of it, we had a tub, which was one of the first uh, platforms to use uh, Facebook Messenger and bots, which are super exciting and all the rage right now. Uh, we had Dash Pilot, which built a hardware platform which um, prevented you from crashing your car. Uh, we had uh, FinScore, which helped you uh, analyze your expenses and how much money you, you lost as things were translated and converted um, with exchange rates. There were, there were a variety of different things. We also had some companies that worked on one of the themes with social impact. So they created this uh, fantastic platform that helped foster parents and children uh, kind of provide them with resources how to integrate into their new families. Uh, so we kind of ran the gamut as far as products and things that were created. They were all going to Boulder. Where did they start from? Okay, so we had uh, like six different buses coming from three different countries. Uh, so we had a bus coming in from Vancouver, uh, which was all about um, social impact. We had a bus coming in from Mexico City, which was about emerging markets and fintech. We had a bus coming in from New York, which was centered around media, a bus coming in from San Francisco, which was about transportation. We had a bus coming in from Tampa, which represented the food and beverage industry. Uh, we had a, that's it, six buses. And do they usually go from around the country and around different countries, well, uh, to Boulder or different destinations they go to? 
So typically we started out going to South by Southwest. So um, I was responsible for, with my partner, Carl Shotwell, running the North American competition. This is the 15th competition that we've done. Um, we've done them in four different continents and we've driven through 27 different countries. So this was the first year that we were off to Boulder. Um, we also have a European competition. Um, and an Australian competition. And so they all go to different destinations. But this was our first time making um, Boulder our home turf. We typically go to Austin for South by Southwest. So what inspired the change from Austin to Boulder? It is really hard to break through the clutter uh, over in Austin and South by Southwest uh, makes it a little bit complicated for you to get tickets for 150 to 200 people to descend upon one location. Um, And after we had a little bit of a... uh, a situation where there was a, a minor riot uh, when people wanted to attend and couldn't get into the conference room in the Austin Convention Center. Uh, that's when we decided to make the shift. And so uh, John Gottfried as a, was the last actually conductor, director um, of the startup bus who you had in your previous episode um, to go to Austin. And then last year, Ricky Robinette and Cole Worley decided to pioneer Nashville and uh, Carl and I were given the choice of picking what city to go to. And we thought that Boulder had the right mix of, uh, it was a fun destination that people would want to stay and hang out in. It was a cool city that's really embracing tech and it's got uh, the, the right mix of people there um, from the investor side of things. And that was where Techstars is based out of. So we partnered with uh, Boulder Startup Week, which is the original Startup Week and Andrew Hyde and his team there. And uh Decided to go for it. All right. So then what happens when these buses converge on Boulder? When these buses converge in Boulder, it's an all-out pitch competition. So um, it's basically how to start a startup. Um, It's like the Y Combinator class they put together, uh, but we condense it in three days and a captive audience on these buses. So what happens is as they are on the road, they are coming up. I mean, these are strangers. It's a mix of developers, designers, and hustlers. Um, We call them hipster hackers and hustlers. And what they do is um, they create uh, kind of a business uh, and they figure out what their concept would be. This time it was tied, this year it was tied to a theme for the first time ever. The whole goal was to create uh, kind of actionable solutions to tangible problem, uh, tangible solutions to actual problems. And so the way that it works is as they're on the road, they are constantly pitching this. It's streaming online. They're stopping at different locations where they have no idea what the route is along the way. Um, and they're pitching to investors, to you know, high profile people. And then they arrive in Boulder and they all pitch against each other. It's three minutes of presentations and you know, two minutes of Q&A for the, the uh, semifinals and the qualifiers. We put them all on live stream and uh, kind of make it through a couple of different rounds. uh, And then the final is presented on stage at the Boulder Theater right before um, the Ignite. Sorry, go ahead. I was gonna say, what does the winner get uh, besides just being on the stage? Do they get financing for their creations, for their startups? Do they get just glory? So we, uh, it's a little bit controversial. I know that typically there's some pretty big prizes when it comes to these hackathons and startup competitions. Uh, For us, the majority of it is bragging rights um, because we want to discourage the people who are in hackathons, the professional hackers uh, that are just going in there um, to build things and make money. That's kind of not the the goal of what we had. But that being said, we did have an opportunity uh, where our partners Cisco and Uber did present uh, 
present an opportunity to engage in further financing after they made it off our stage. Um, but for us, it's just bragging rights and the ability to head on over to the startup house. And it's basically an incubator uh, or accelerator where people continue working on their projects. Have any big uh, startups come out of the startup bus over the years? Yes. Um, so there's kind of two ways to describe it. The bus itself is an amazing experience, but that's not the only one. Um, the way that we look at it as it's more of a, the alumni is, uh, have created companies on the bus themselves as well as off the bus. So Instacart is one of our big success stories. Um, you may have heard of Sunrise, uh, which just got acquired by Microsoft, Branch, which had been acquired by Facebook, um, Bridgeify, which won Twitter's Hatch competition that sends uh, text messages to mobile, mobile um, not using Wi-Fi or cell signal, um, Listener, uh, which sends data over audio, now we've got Mondo over in the UK, which is uh, filing for the first banking license. So they're trying to create a bank and they have awesome features where you can like uh, pause your credit card as it's lost and then reactivate it when you found it again. Um, Keen.io, major league, you know, hacking uh, hackers that, you know, John Gottfried came as a result of the startup bus. I mean, smart host, air pair, the works. We've raised over, um, $400,000 in uh, financing as a result of the startup bus uh, community. And uh, they've been partners have included kind of Andreessen Horowitz, uh, Facebook, Microsoft, and yeah, that's not even counting their valuations. It sounds like a myriad of companies have come out. Then. I get really get excited. Our community is fantastic. <laughs> How did I get involved? Sounds it's like basically it. a cult is what it is, John, um, but we love it. <laughs> I got involved through my friend, Jen Shaw. She was organizing the New York bus last year. As a community organizer, I was very excited about the potential of being part of this community on an you know, organizational level. So I deferred from my parents' uh, anniversary trip to Brazil and decided to stay and get on a bus from New York and drive down to Nashville. Um, and I pretty much drank the Kool-Aid really hard. Um, I had had a lot of friends who had been a part of the startup bus community prior, um, Justin Isaac, et cetera, who had been part of the formational team and really couldn't stop raving about the community. And yeah, so I got off of my first bus. Within two weeks, they'd asked me if I wanted to organize a bus in Europe. And I said, a captive audience in a Euro trip? Hell yes, sign me up. So I had six weeks to raise uh, 20,000 pounds and find a whole bunch of hipsters, hustlers and, hustlers and hackers and get them on a bus and uh, plan the route. And so, yeah, I did it. I was introduced to Kate Kahlo, who was my partner over there. And then right after that wrapped up, we, we signed on to be directors and be responsible for this year's competition. Sounds like it's so, an addicting experience. Totally. I drank the Kool-Aid and now I stir it. So what did you make when you were on the bus? What did I make when I was on the bus? It was called Effit, um, and it was a fitness app. So the idea was uh, to create, um, it started out really broad. We wanted to bring people together for different activities. Um, as anybody who's built an MVP before, you realize that it gets really hard in three days to try to boil the ocean. Um, so what we ended up doing was narrowing it down to hiking. Um, so the idea was to get people to, nobody wants to get up at seven o'clock in the morning um, and go on a hike. And it's really hard. Your friends are hungover. They're all over the place in Manhattan. There's always a lot to do. So what we decided to do was basically to the whole hinge model where it was friends of friends. 
Um, and they could kind of, you could set up a hike, put it out there and people would sign on um, to join. And how'd you guys do with it? We, um, so we're one of the few events that focuses not just having on an idea and a demo, but an actual working product. Uh, so we, we had some technical glitches when we went up to uh, do the actual pitch. Um, so unfortunately, we were disqualified from making it through to the next round due to that. But then I had been consulting, because uh, I'm aware of many hats as a person in general. Um, and one of the other teams on our bus had created an app called Pizzafy. And uh, it was essentially helping you do the pizza math when you're organizing events. Um, as you know, it's really hard to decide how much you know, to order what the right amount is, make people happy. So what we had done was created an app that helps people, you know, talk about how many slices they were going to want, what kind of toppings they wanted. And so I joined their team, for the, you know, after I'd gotten disqualified and we, we won the competition um, and had gotten some pretty exciting uh, tweets and traction and started talking to the Domino's team. And yeah, it was a lot of fun. I hope there was a lot of pizza too. There was a lot of pizza. Yeah. All the cheesy puns. I can keep going. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't doubt it. So what would you recommend for somebody who wants to get involved with the startup bus? Where would they get started? Um, a hop on a bus. We've got a competition coming up in September over in Europe, which I thought was an amazing experience for me personally, um, because you have the added value of getting to learn a new market. Um, and see kind of the intricacies of tech and how it works over there. Um, I think that the European market is really exciting because whereas we have a lot of clutter and events and things that are going on here in North America, um, over in Europe, it's kind of quieter, I'd say, in the sense that it's more centralized. So if you get into these like nucle nucleuses, you're, you're pretty much set. Um, so we're going to Pirate Summit this year, which is an invite-only conference that they bring together investors and startups, and they actually have mentorship sessions, which is a really cool model that I enjoyed. Um, so I'd say easiest call to action right now is hop on the competition for Europe. Uh, you can sign up for next year on our website, startupbus.com. Um, and we'll have some awesome stuff set up there or go to Australia. But we basically organize a bunch of meetup groups and events. So sign up for our meetup page at startupbus.com uh, slash startupbus as well. Or follow us on Twitter. Basically, we'll stock. If you tell us that you're excited, we will find you. So how many different trips do you guys run a year? So we run three different competitions annually. Um, and like I said, we've done them in four continents in the past. Uh, we, we used to do Startup Bus Africa as well. But right now we are solely doing um, Australia, North America, and, and Europe for this year. But we have big plans to expand into Latin America and India and China. Sounds like you guys have a lot going on for the future then. Yeah, um, I get very excited. I really um, thought that the themed buses were pretty interesting, kind of what people had created. I think it was the first ever event to bring together people from a variety of different verticals. Um, for a hackathon, normally they're super targeted and specific or really open in general. Um, so I thought that was fun, and I'm very excited to see uh, how we can kind of help influence the future startup community. It's been our seventh year running. I think this is our eighth year. So uh, lots of big things have happened since then. I'm excited to see what the next eight years bring. So you're going to plan to do more themes or you're going to keep it more general like it was in the past or kind of mix it up between the two? I'm personally a big fan of the themes. Um, I thought it was, it was interesting. Uh, and I, we had a 
it, it basically the way that it's set up is it's up to the next director um, to make that call. I know that in Europe, some of the buses are going to have themes and some of them won't. So it's, it's very much the decision of whoever's driving the bus in the competition for that year. So how can the startup be, bus be used to and used to influence education? Well, I think that it's, it's a whole educational platform unto itself. I think that many people don't start up on these buses and have a, you know, a lot of people, it, it's a 50-50 split. Half of them are deeply entrenched into the tech community and the other half are not. And what we want to do is kind of bring people into the fold, get them excited and kind of see what the possibilities are. So I, I think that it's an educational awareness uh, platform because you get exposure to different tools and platforms that you wouldn't have had necessarily, um, of which the long tail value is huge. One of our previous sponsors was Twilio and uh, Andrew Pinsler, who is the uh, head of NBC uh, innovation head of innovation for the NBC's Today Show. Um, he, as a result of the startup bus and his exposure to Twilio, had um, created a NBC election confessions app, uh, and, and so kind of it, it brings you into a, a whole different set of tools that you can play around with, which I think is exciting from an educational perspective. I think that it's cool to get more diverse, uh, more diversity in tech involved. Um, people who are kind of have different backgrounds. I think minorities and women kind of maybe hesitant to jump into the pool after they've heard kind of what industries like, and this is their often their first taste uh, for some of them. Uh, and they get really excited about it. And, you know, many people continue to work on the startups a few months after they finished the bus itself. I think that the whole experience of being trapped on a bus is a learning curve. You, you learn so much. It, kind of fast forwards your life and career. And it's incredible to see what, what you can create and that drive that kind of pushes you forward. So there's a variety of different things that you get exposed to on the bus um, that I think make it a really cool vehicle for, for learning. And do your hacksters, hackers and hipsters, are a lot of them students or is it just a myriad of ages? It, it totally varies. So we keep it to 18 um, for legal reasons. But we've, we range from, I think, the oldest person that we had on the bus this year was 65. So 18 to 65, we range. It's, you know, it's basically just anybody who is excited um, about the space. And we are, you know, it's created for us to develop and inspire the next generation of creators. And we really want to change how these people see the world and their place in it. So it's invite only. So everybody's welcome to apply, but not everybody gets selected. Uh, as you can imagine, you take one wrong person, then you're trapped on a bus with them, and it can take a very wrong turn. Um, but yeah, we're we're a very inclusive community. Is there anything anybody can do or practice to improve their chances to be on the bus and hack with you guys? Um, I definitely think that getting involved with previous organizers and participants is the way to go. Um, that's how we do most of our sourcing is through nominations. Um, our goal is really to grow the largest network of test entrepreneurs on the planet. Um, so one way to go about it is just reach out and see who was in the previous class. Uh, I think that another one would be participating in local hackathons and events, uh, such as MLH or, you know, kind of whatever you have going on nearby. Uh, student hackathons are definitely great. Uh, I think that, you know, reach out, getting, trying to get your local comp sci program involved. Like there's a variety of different ways to go about it. We had a group of students call from Halifax this year. Um, and they said, we want to organize a bus 
in, uh, in Halifax. Unfortunately, they didn't get the traction to really do it for the first year because they were trying to prove it out. So they ended up doing a crowdfunding campaign um, to get three of their team members to go on the Florida bus. Um, and so it's just a lot of hustling. It, it's showing us what you can do and that you can make it. And a lot of people, you know, before they're even invited to be on the bus, as, you know, right after their interviews, they're asked to bring in a sponsor or, you know, come up with things that, that can help out the bus itself. Um, so there's, there's a lot of ways to get your foot in the door. So the best ways would be to just start hacking now and start networking and practice and get to know people so that you have a better chance of getting in there when the time comes. Yes, yeah, start networking, start hacking, uh, attend local meetups, uh, you know, tweet away, basically figure out what kind of skills that you feel like you're missing and, uh, and kind of get in there to do that. I think that one of the biggest things that uh, people from a ed tech education, like perspective, they, they tend to focus solely on their their kind of domain. And I think that one of the biggest things is acquiring skills that you don't have. So if you are a programmer, um, kind of learning a little bit more about the business development side of things, or how to integrate it with design and things like that um, will definitely make you a stronger candidate. So what, what do you see as the future for the startup bus? Just more locations, bigger runs? What can we look forward to? Um, I personally see it as breaking into new markets. The whole idea is that we want to make the Silicon Valley uh, kind of concept and credo accessible to everyone in all over the world. So, you know, basically it is to, is to expand to new markets, uh, to really deepen our relationships with the existing partners that we have to kind of focus on the experience itself and enhancing it and really empowering um, our community, uh, kind of like a college almost, uh, and focus on providing them with resources and kind of helping them take things to the next level. Sounds like a plan to me. And yeah. if people want to sign up, if people want to sign up, get involved in the community, where can they find you online again? Startupbus.com or at the Startup Bus on Twitter. Well then, thank you, Laura, for joining me today. To comment on this episode or listen to other episodes of The Creator's Call, please visit thecreatorscall.com or find us in iTunes, Google Play, or your favorite podcast. Thanks, John.